Welcome to Build Your Maverick Business, the podcast for underdog, outlier, and renegade entrepreneurs. Brought to you by Strange Creative Studio. If you dream of going off on your own and launching your rebel empire, but don't know where to start, you're in the right place. We'll teach you how to use mindset, branding, and practical advice to build a killer business and transform your world. And now, here's your host, founder of Strange, Alex Pitt. All right, you lot. How's it going? To my listeners in the UK, it's hot, isn't it? It's really hot. Oh my God, I am not built for this weather. I am way too pasty pale for this kind of heat. To my listeners outside of the UK, it's really hot in London. It's like sticky weather. It's not pleasant. And that's all I'm going to say on the matter, because I know that us Brits have a reputation for bitching about the weather all the time, no matter what it is. So I'm going to park that one there. I have spent the weekend with <laughs> with Max. If you know who Max is, then that will make perfect sense. If not, there's a lot of episodes where I chat about him. Spent the weekend with Max at 2000 Trees Festival. I have had a very, very, very rocky few days. And it was amazing. It was so much fun. Got to hang out in the sunshine. Got to see some great bands. Got to see Creeper play, one of my favourites. Got to see Salem. I realised that all of the bands that I'm talking about sound quite spooky, but they do some quite cheery songs. They're great. One of the uh, one of the highlights of the weekend was the silent disco, which I just love a silent disco. Mostly because my taste in music is absolutely batshit insane. So I like being able to flick between three genres. But um, it got to probably about 1am, I guess. We're having a lovely time. The beers were a-flowing. And uh, we're in this big tent. It's very dark at this point. Obviously, it's one in the morning. There's not much light going on. And I say that I've got batshit taste in music. Not only do I like all of the rocky stuff, I also am a massive fan of the 80s. And at one point, my friend Jess looked at me and was pointing manically at her headphones to say, switch channel, switch channel. I switched channel and on came one of my favourite songs of all time, Don't You Want Me by Human League. And I got so excited at hearing this absolute 80s bop in this environment of like proper alt kids with all this music going on that I got overexcited. I kind of flailed, shouted, started singing along, took one step backwards, tripped over a guide rope and just fell on the floor on my ass. And uh, my friend Jess described it as because I was wearing all black, as always, and because it was really dark, she didn't actually see me fall. She just said that I was there one minute and the next I wasn't. (laughs) All she could see was the little light from my headphones just slowly descending. But anyway, I've got a big bruise on the back of my leg as a, a war wound of the wonderful time that I had over the weekend. So that's that. Lovely, lovely, lovely time. And I'm back with you this week, my darlings. I'm back with you to talk about some business things, some sweary ramblings about business. And this week's episode is actually inspired by a documentary that I watched, oh, going on like 10 years ago now, I think. I quickly jumped back onto YouTube to watch it by way of doing a bit of research for this episode. And I was just like, my God, this is dated. <laughs> I didn't think it was that long ago I watched this. But this documentary is so good. I think I've rewatched it so many times. It was a three-part documentary on BBC and it's called The Secrets of Superbrands. And I have to say, I've got to credit this documentary for being one of the things that got me obsessed with brands and obsessed with business in general. Because the inner workings of all of these businesses were just fascinating to me. I thought, this is so cool. And it was really helped by the fact that the host of this documentary, name is also Alex, name's Alex Riley, so fucking funny like my sense of humor bread and butter my sense of humor 
And he went through all this explanation. There's three parts. So there was a tech episode where they saw, you know, spoke to the likes of like Sony, Microsoft, looked into all of those kind of brands, your Googles, your Apples. And then they did a food episode. So your Coca-Cola's, your McDonald's, etc. But the one I'm going to talk to you about today was the fashion episode. Now, I can't remember now if I've ever mentioned this on previous episodes. You know, I like to not put a great deal of planning <laughs> into talking to you. But I worked in fashion for 10 years. I went to London College of Fashion. That's where I studied. I studied fashion illustration. Can't draw. And no one's ever asked me what I got in my degree. So that was, what, 20 grand well spent? (laughs) But I worked in fashion for 10 years. It was a good old time. I was an art director. I planned photo shoots. And so this documentary was really interesting to me because it discussed a lot of brands that I am very familiar with, that I had a certain perception of. And that perception was kind of warped for me, I guess, when I watched this documentary. So the particular example that I want to talk to you about today, it's something that I think can be translated into so many businesses, if not all businesses. And it came from a conversation that the presenter, Alex Riley, had with a luxury fashion journalist. And they were talking about Louis Vuitton as an example. The Louis Vuitton, you know, super expensive, iconic luxury fashion brand. Now, Alex Riley says to this fashion journalist, Louis Vuitton, super unattainable, right? It's a super unattainable, expensive thing. And she says to him, no. (laughs) No, it's not. That's just the marketing. It's all very attainable. And she goes in to explain why that's the case. And this is a model that a lot of businesses use. And it's actually one that strange use too. It's one that I see so many businesses use. Whether you sell a product or service, whatever you're selling, this is the way to think about it. So it's called the pyramid model. Just FYI, this is not to be confused with a pyramid scheme, (laughs) as in the thing that's making that girl that bullied you in high school think that she's an entrepreneur. No, this is not the same thing. The pyramid model, it's a business model that requires a delicate balance of selling masses to the masses whilst still staying exclusive to the mega rich, right? So you're selling a lot of small things to a lot of people, but you're still staying very exclusive to the mega rich. I really struggled to get that sentence out. My God, I think I'm still struggling from the weekend. Let's see how this goes, guys. Let's see how it goes. So I'm going to explain to you how this works. And for the example that I'm going to give you, I'm going to use a luxury fashion house because this is probably the easiest way to explain it. So picture a pyramid at the very top and that little peak, you have the super exclusive, expensive, bespoke gowns. Anything that's made for actors, for mega pop stars, the Beyonce's, the Rihanna's of the world. So think red carpet dresses, Kate Middleton wedding dress, fucking mega bucks, right? Stuff made exclusively for the 1%, the elite So the stories you hear about in articles where a single fucking earring could buy you a studio flat in Kensington, that kind of thing. (laughs) So that's right at the top of the pyramid. That's the peak. That's the perception part, right? That's the bit that makes people think, oh, this is pricey. That's how you circulate this reputation of it being elite and exclusive and not for everyone. So next in the lower middle section, call this like the pretty woman section, (laughs) the stuff they sell in high-end boutiques. So this is like your £3,000 handbags, your £5,000 leather jackets. This is the stuff that will make you feel like a fucking fraud while you walk around the shop, afraid to touch anything, just in case you get dirt on it and you have to pay the cleaning bill. So right, we've gone through two sections, which are depending on what your relationship with money is. I mean, my relationship with money is telling me that that is mega, mega fucking money. That's a lot of money. So you think that these super fashion brands are making all of their money from the top two sections, right? You think if you're selling £5,000 jackets, you're going to be making absolute bucks. The truth is, it's the lower bottom section, of which I have not mentioned yet, where the money comes in. So the bottom section is made up of the attainable stuff. 
So this is like your perfumes, your belts, keychains, scarves, sunglasses, umbrellas, anything that you can slap a Louis Vuitton logo on and sell for a premium. Think back to me talking about wanting to pay more for something which has got a Marshall logo on it. That's where these brands are making their money. And it's that very delicate balance, right, of having the unattainable 1% at the top, but still selling things which are premium, but attainable at the bottom. And that's how you keep this circulation going. So the top of the pyramid is just there to build the perception, the image of how aspirational a brand is. So how exclusive, valuable and luxurious the Saint Laurent's or the Alexander McQueen's of the world are. The top of that pyramid is the justification for how much they can then charge for a basic item. Like a pair of sunglasses you can get from a petrol station for £5. (laughs) People's perception of the brand is formed right at the top and it is milked at the bottom. Now I'm just going to pause there for a second because I understand and I realise, I acknowledge that I've been talking a lot about mega rich, 1%, elitism and all of these horrible icky terms when it comes to business. And now I hope, I hope that you know, after listening to a few episodes of this podcast, that that's not what I'm all about. I'm not about elitism, I'm not about shutting people out, and I'm not about serving the mega rich. Strange has always been about serving the underdogs, helping out the people who don't have a lot of money to spend on their branding. However, we still do serve the higher end clients, people who can spend five figures and up on their products. So the way that we use the pyramid structure is to try and create as many products and services as we can, which are very low ticket entry level items. Now, this really works in two ways, because it means that we get to help out the people who don't have a lot of money to spend on their branding. We can give them low ticket resources. We've got free downloads. This podcast is free. There are lots of little ways that we can serve people who haven't got a lot of money. The reality is there's a lot, lot more of those people than there are clients that want to spend 10 grand and up on branding. So if we can serve a thousand new founders who have got no money with a small ticket, low hanging fruit product, then it keeps everything ticking over. I remember right so distinctly when I was about 20, when I was a student at London College of Fashion and I was skint. That's broke for my American listeners. I was very, very poor. And I was obsessed with this brand, All Saints. If you're listening from outside the UK, it's a really gritty fashion brand and makes a lot of black and grey clothing. They have old singer sewing machines in the window. It's basically like my paradise. Absolutely love this place. So I wanted all of the stuff they were selling so badly. I used to walk around this shop all the time, listening to the playlist. They played a lot of Gary Newman and just touching stuff that I couldn't afford because I wanted it. I wanted to be in that shop and I wanted to be immersed in the experience. And one day I remember I was walking around and I saw this teeny tiny little notebook, like A6 size. I'm doing the size with my fingers right now. You can't see that. I need to start filming this for TikTok because I do flail my arms around a lot when I talk to you. Now, I did not need a notebook at the time and I could have gotten one from any stationers for a fraction of the price. I paid stupid money for that one because it was from All Saints and it had an All Saints logo at the top. You can see this is a pattern that is starting to emerge when I talk to you about the brands that I love. (laughs) I will take the small things that I'm able to afford because I want a taste of the brand. And this is why I bang on about branding so much, because a powerful brand is the tip of the pyramid. Now, you don't have to be doing avant-garde, high fashion, three million pound catwalk shoots, but your brand is people's perception of you. And it's how you get them obsessed so they want that bottom pyramid stuff or the mid pyramid stuff or the top. 
depending on what they can afford. So this doesn't just work for product-based businesses. Like I say, this is a model that strange use too. So say, for example, for argument's sake, you're a coach and you charge £5,000 for your main coaching package and you want to make £100,000 a year. So you need to find 20 clients, right? Quick maths. But finding clients that are ready and willing to spend £5,000, it is not a piece of piss. Finding clients that are ready and willing to spend £5,000 is actually quite a lot of work. You need to build trust. You need to do a lot of things to make sure that they know, like, and trust you, that they want to buy from you, and they're willing to part with that much money to work with you. So you can keep grinding away and looking for those £5,000 clients. That's fine. That is, I'm not telling you that's not what you should do. But what if you adopted this pyramid model? What if you had say, a pre-recorded program at £500, an ebook that costs £5, a monthly membership at £50, any of these little things that are low investment. Now, this is great for two reasons. First of all, while you're looking for those £5,000 clients, you've got little bits of money coming in. And if you set this up right, if you, you know, pre-record things, if you automate things, then that's just money in the bank. Now, I'm not saying I'm saying this like it's the easiest thing in the world. It's not. I'm not saying that you can just, you know, create a course and everyone will want to buy it and you'll be a millionaire. That's not how it works. But the second reason why this is really handy is it's a low risk way for people to invite your brand into their lives. Now, they might work their way up that pyramid. They could, you know, take something from you for free. Then they could go to your five pound ebook. Then they could really, really enjoy the content in there and think, well, I want the next thing. Because this is the thing that happens. Like once people consume something that you're putting out there, if they like it, they want more. And so it's just a natural way for them to move up this ladder. So this is just a way for people to get to know you, to give you a little bit of money, because money does help when you're running a business. Don't feel bad about it. I am going to do a whole episode on money mindset at some point, I think. But depending on what you're selling, it may be that you are ignoring some level of low-hanging fruit. You are grinding away trying to sell your high-ticket offers, which is exhausting. It involves a lot of your time. And I imagine if you're selling a 5k package, that it involves a lot of client-facing work, right? People need to be involved with you. Whether you're selling a product and you really have to convince people to buy it, or whether you're selling a service and you need to be in front of that person. That's a lot of work. So just think about the low-hanging fruit in your business. What could you monetize that's a little bite of the apple, a little taster of your brand? But also think about how are you building that perception of why people should want that low-hanging fruit? How are you building up that reputation? How are you convincing people that this small thing is really fucking good value? All right then, my darlings. Have a little think about your low-hanging fruit. Think about the pyramid. How are you going to get people to take a bite out of the apple? A lot of metaphors this week, I (laughs) realise. Have a fantastic rest of your week and I will catch you here next time. Got an idea for a maverick business of your own? Learn how to build a powerful brand that will get people obsessed with our online programme, not just a pretty logo. You'll learn a simple step-by-step framework that will kickstart your killer brand and help you find your raving fan base. Find out more today at strangecreativestudio.com.